Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, on the broadcast today. I'm going to be joined by a couple of ladies who will share about infertility and miscarriages from a biblical worldview. Very important discussion that you'll want to stay tuned for. And you can reach out to me and share your thoughts or comments or questions about the broadcast anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Support for The Plumb Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. Support for The Plumb Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to be joined by a couple of guests for this broadcast. And their names are Kelly Ramsey and Jen Hesse, and they're both involved with a ministry called Waiting in Hope Ministries. Kelly is the founder and the visionary behind Waiting in Hope Ministries, and Jen Hesse is the content director. And we're going to talk, uh, well, kind of about what Waiting in Hope Ministries is all about. The topic is officially infertility and miscarriages and things like that from a biblical perspective. But welcome to the broadcast, uh, Kelly and Jen. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this discussion here, as this is one of a few issues that are topics that I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, the Plumb Line has basically addressed more than a couple hundred topics and issues since it came on the air, and yet I uh, haven't had the pleasure of being able to talk about this one. And, well, pleasure is probably not a great word, because this is not a, <laughs> this is not a pleasurable thing here to, to address, no doubt. But we want to bring hope and encouragement to those, which includes yourselves, that have gone through this ordeal. And there certainly is a lot of scripture that we can pull into this because there are a lot of biblical examples, women who had to face uh, infertility. And so I wanted to start, though, because we're going to be talking a little bit about a book called Waiting and Hope, 31 Reflections for Walking with God Through Infertility. That's going to be kind of the foundation or basis of our discussion. But in that, you each bring up your own story. And so I kind of wanted to have you share, whoever wants to go first here, your own situation, your own story with infertility, if you would. Yeah, I'll probably go first. So this is Kelly. I think starting Waiting Hope Ministries was really just out of my own pain and my own need for someone else who was going through it. I went through it alone just with my husband and a few friends who knew, but they weren't going through it. And at that point, I had already been to doctors and had had miscarriages and, you know, years of failed attempts and monthly cycles. And it was like, okay, there's got to be more help. So I asked my church at the time, is there anything? And they were like, no, but there's definitely a need. And so then at that point, I became the leader of a group and was thrown into, okay, what are we going to talk about? How are we going to make this hopeful? How are we going to make this something helpful? And that's really where Waiting Hope was born. But 
also my infertility journey, if I didn't have those women and those other couples, like we went through death, we went through grief, we went through waiting and different treatments of not understanding what the doctors were saying. And so I just felt so grateful that I had somewhere to go and I had people to talk to um, because my journey was really fast and furious. And I felt really lost without someone pointing me back to the Lord and feeling that responsibility to also help lead them back to hope in Christ. Mm. I'm just thinking, as you've now been involved with starting up Waiting in Hope Ministries, you've no doubt realized that you certainly were not alone in this feeling and the feelings no. that you went through. Yeah, this is something that uh, a whole lot of women and, well, men as well are dealing with mm-hmm. and, and needing the help that Waiting in Hope can provide, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's just this year or last year alone in 2023, they changed it from one in eight to one in six couples that will go through infertility and one in four will go through miscarriage. So, I mean, one in four have had some kind of trouble is crazy and are usually hiding in it, overlooked, isolated and alone. Mm, yeah, and that's the sad thing because there's hope out there. There's help from ministries like what you're doing, and there's most importantly hope and help found through Jesus Christ and really, you know, getting into the love and the grace that He holds uh, for you. And so we're going to be getting into that much more deeply. But I wanted to bring up uh, right at the end of the introduction, you have a great verse from Psalm 27:14. Seems to me to be the theme verse for this book. It says, "Wait for the Lord." Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And if we could just get a little bit of a grasp on that, that helps immensely to know that truth, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's not an easy verse. We wrestled with a lot of verses that we put in here because they can feel like a Band-Aid fix, if you will. Like, just have faith. Just believe this. But that's one of the verses I clung to where it was like, I had nothing left. So, like, I had to be strong and take my heart to have courage in him because he was the only thing that could hold me in my waiting. So, but I know that that one can sound very callous almost when you hear it sometimes when you're in the heavy pit of waiting and of pain. Yeah, right, right. And we're going to talk about that more, too, in uh, a while here as we have a two-part series on this subject. But before I get to your story, Jen, I guess, uh, Kelly, we should kind of wrap up yours here. So you had this waiting, but uh, is there a culmination to this? What yes. is What has God done? <laughs> yes. Um, I usually try not to go to that part because I think most people are like, oh, that will be my story, too. But everyone's just so different. So within my infertility, I was able to have two miraculous births, two sons, one 10 and one eight. And both of those were stories of crazy. I mean, only the Lord, because it just, it was not, one was after a cancer scare and another one was when I relaunched Witty and Hope and it became what it is today. And so, yes. And then we just adopted a little boy. He is seven months old. And so we are a house of boys. Wow. Well, praise God for that. And I'm glad you mentioned right at the beginning of that, you know, that's not everyone's story. There are some who are going to be tuning into this who are still in the midst of this and still struggling and wondering if there is any hope. And this broadcast is for all. It's for all situations like that. And so stay tuned here. There's a lot of good stuff to come. I'm sure that that God will speak through you and Jen. Jen, uh, let's hear a little bit of your story, if you would. Yeah, I think it will sound similar to Kelly's but different city, different circumstances, 
However, my husband and I, yeah, went through several years of trying to conceive and never got a positive pregnancy test. We tried a lot of different tests and treatments and things and even did an IVF attempt that did not succeed. We did not get pregnant through that. All the while during that time, God was leading me to do something, I felt like, but for the most part, I just was hurting. And in that pain, sometimes what hurt the most was going to church, unfortunately. (laughs) Even though I've been a Christian a long time, I felt alone at church, specifically because so many of my peers, I had been in this like college group and then like young married group, and they were all moving forward in the trajectory of family building. And my husband and I were like stuck. We were trying, but not succeeding in having children. And so it felt like I didn't belong in church, even though no one told me that message at all. Just kind of the natural emphasis on families and children just pricked at my heart in the ways that, you know, I was longing for that specifically. But through, you know, a series of God opening these opportunities and leading me toward asking our pastor if I could start a infertility support group. And come to find out, he said, oh, do you know this other person? And I said, no. And she also wanted to start an infertility support group. We didn't know each other at all. We were strangers. Hmm. So it was amazing how, like, right away, God paired me with someone. I was not alone in even wanting to start an infertility support ministry. And so that was incredible. And so we did that. I lived in Missouri at the time. And so through that church, we had this support group, just a few ladies, and it grew over time. But uh, it was for women who were experiencing that pain, miscarriage and infertility and even stillbirth, like a lot of different griefs surrounding childbearing. And I was helping lead that while still like going through treatments and waiting myself. But it really felt like a way that God was, you know, using my pain for something greater than just me and that he was comforting me and I could pass that comfort along to others, as it talks about in First Corinthians. So it was really hard, but at the same time, I could even see some of the goodness that God was bringing through that. Yeah, and many years later, Kelly and I met online in a private Facebook group, and I had been wanting to kind of branch beyond the local kind of support and do more online ministry. And she was already doing that with Waiting and Hope. And so our passions aligned, our vision and voice aligned. And so we were like, well, better together than trying it separately. And so, yeah, once again, God just led me to work with someone else and realize I was not alone and I could help Kelly in getting this message out there to women and couples who, even if they are believers, this is going to be potentially a crisis of faith for them as they have this God-given desire and then are wrestling with him not fulfilling that desire, at least not in the timeline that is expected. Mm. Let's wrap up your story, and then I do have a follow-up question off what you were sharing there, but I wanted you to wrap up first with the fact that you also have been blessed with children. Yes. So for me and my husband, the culmination, I guess, of our story was not, you know, what we expected, but definitely beyond blessed. So our first son came to us through adoption, and later I found out it's called a stork drop adoption because we just got a call 
we had been awaiting family, but then we got a call that a birth mother had chosen us. And so we had nothing and we went and picked him up at the hospital as a newborn and became parents overnight. And then not that long after we did conceive and got pregnant. So we had another son two years apart and then thought, hey, we might be done even though I wanted more children, but God had different plans. And then in the midst of 2020, found out very unexpectedly that I was pregnant. And so we also have a house full of boys, three boys that are 12, 10, and two. Huh. Okay. So that is our, our, our family. So Kelly and I Beautiful. are both mothers of boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's beautiful. Well, the thing that came to mind as you were sharing is the realization that there are a lot of people tuning into this show who are, there are probably some who are going through this. There are probably a many who are involved at churches where there are women men, men as well that are going through this struggle with infertility and doing it silently or doing it, you know, mm-hmm. in, in tears only at home that no one sees. And so the, the question, right. I guess, is what can those who are tuning in that are involved with churches, maybe there's some pastors, church leaders tuning in, what can they do to reach out and, and help in this situation? I'm thinking of, you know, contacting Waiting and Hope Ministries, certainly but what what can they do? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Yeah, I think that the first step is always awareness that Kelly mentioned. Even though people might suffer silently, it's more widespread than we might realize. And even just acknowledging that not everyone has the kind of nuclear family makeup that even might be desired. And so everything in church, it makes sense that a lot of things are structured around families and children, but also just being aware that some people might not fit that. And practically, I think that could look like, you know, in sermons, using illustrations that aren't always like child-based or parenting related. I mean, you can have that, but there might be some other examples. And I think that definitely we have, as a ministry, we have lots of resources. For not just those who are, you know, in the wait, those who are facing infertility, but also for churches and burden bearers, like loved ones, family, friends, of ways they can help and be a good listener and things to say or maybe avoid saying that can kind of just add salt on the wound. So there are things like that. And then being also aware of pain points, for example, Mother's Day at churches for so many women, actually for a variety of reasons, that can be a huge source of hurt. And nobody means for that, but it's just by nature, again, of the circumstance that, you know, you want to be a mom, but you're not a mom. And so you don't get that honor. And in fact, you might feel shame because you don't have this beautiful thing. And where do you even fit into the picture? You almost don't feel welcome on Mother's Day. So if there's a way to just honor moms as is good and right, but also to acknowledge like this day might be painful for a lot of people. And so we lift them up in prayer as well as thanking God for mothers and thanking God for being with us when we are in that pain and in that place of longing and hope deferred. And so, yeah, just being sensitive and aware of what might cause pain and then to simply say, hey, we see you. We, mm-hmm. we care for you just as the Lord sees us in our pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the acknowledgement goes a long way just mm-hmm. to 
squash and to counteract those lies they hear from the enemy that they're overlooked and forgotten and not have a home there. But when they are heard of from the pulpit or with some kind of event or prayer night or whatever it may be, like that's so healing, mm-hmm. whether it's directly or as a congregation. I mean, I think directly the, the small things that churches can do, whether that's, you know, that person and you wonder those kind comments of coming to them and asking how you can pray for them or love them and giving them an open door. And then basic things, like she said, of of changing the focus of it, not just always being about large family is really huge for, you know, singles, for Mm -hmm. those who may, you know, be like Paul and never, or for those who've lost a lot, you know, whether that's their own family and broken or whatever it may be. So I think just as churches are becoming more sensitive, I've seen Mm -hmm. a huge shift just in the last few years, too. Mm. Well, and reminding them, too, as was brought up there, you referred to this verse when you said, hope deferred, Proverbs Mm -hmm. 13, 12, right there in chapter one of the book, you quote Proverbs 13, 12. And I think it's good to remind people that God understands. He knows what you're going through. And it says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And I don't have time to have you comment on that at this moment. Maybe we can in a, a bit here, but we got to take a break right now. But I did want to mention that verse from Proverbs thirteen twelve. My guests are Kelly Ramsey and Jen Hesse, and the ministry is Waiting in Hope. And I uh, just had gone to the website here to be able to give that to folks where they can reach out and contact you guys and churches in particular if you're looking for some help on just what we were talking about, how the church can be a blessing and an aid to those who are going through infertility, waitinginhopeinfertility.com. It's the site I'm looking at right now, waitinginhopeinfertility.com. Check that out, and you'll find more information from my guests here. And we're going to continue on the plumb line, so stay with me. There's a lot more to come on this subject. You can reach out to me. Share your comments, questions, thoughts that you may have at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B. Don't forget the B at the end of the word plum, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Love to have you touch base. When it comes to education for your student, Northwest Christian School believes that trusted truth transforms. With that in mind, they developed their fully online Christian school, NCS Online, for your kindergarten through ninth grade student. NCS Online curriculum has been developed in-house by experienced Christian educators and is infused with a biblical worldview. NCS Online provides a rigorous, affordable, customizable online education in an established Christian community and culture. Visit ncsonline.org to learn more or contact their admissions team at 602-978-5134. Proverbs Payments is a partner with The Plumb Line in helping me to raise the funds necessary for broadcasting this gospel-proclaiming show. Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. To learn about how they can benefit your business or ministry, visit ProverbsPayments.com. Thanks for joining me for The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, on the broadcast today. I'm joined by Kelly Ramsey and Jen Hesse. We're talking about infertility from a biblical worldview. Waiting in Hope Ministries is the ministry that uh, they are both involved with. And I want to kind of start off this segment by asking you uh, ladies to, or one or the other of you anyway, to basically communicate the reality that it is 
of the great struggle, as we've talked about, to have to go through infertility and doing it without a friend who's always alongside of you and never mm-hmm. leaves nor forsakes you is unimaginable to me. But yet there may be some right now at this moment who are just flipping through the radio dial and they tuned in and they're dealing with infertility and they wanted to hear this broadcast and they're trying to go through it without Jesus Christ. That's not the way to do life. We can't get through anything without being connected to the vine, Jesus. And so share with us, if you would, the most important thing I guess someone can do, whether it's infertility or anything else that we're struggling with, the most important step that they can take. Well, I think infertility brings us to our needs. It brings us to wondering if God's really there. We ask all the big questions, you know, if <laughs> is he there? Does he care? Does he see me? Has he forgotten me? And so... I think when you're seeking those questions and you're seeing in scripture and you're going to it because you have those questions, then you're seeing people like David in Psalms. who's like, how long, O Lord, have you forgotten me? Will you hide your face from me? And then you see his lament and his like realness with the Lord and you see God answer him and step in and you see God's faithfulness. And so it's like, you can't not see God's faithfulness, even when you're not getting the answers you want or not getting exactly the way you hope it would be it's really hard to not see Christ even in infertility because it brings you to desperation for something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Um, Well, we, the ministry and then the book is called waiting in hope. And so when you're in for infertility, you're hoping for a baby. And so everything is built up around this like dream. And, and that's why it hurts is because it's not, you have so much expectation and think that, oh, my life will change, which, you know, it would if you have a child. But I think what happens in infertility is that, like you said, it creates a desperation and a heartbreak where you have nothing left. Like all these dreams, everything is shattered. You're just left with, what do I have? This whole baby plan is not working out. And I that's when our eyes are open to see our need for Christ and that it's a greater need than even for, which is a good desire for a child, but a child can't save us. And mm-hmm. a child can't give us lasting hope for getting through any of life's difficulties, but also from our, our sin and our mistakes and the darkness that can overwhelm us through, you know, life. And so... Through infertility, whether you're a Christian already or maybe you're someone who this is all new to you, it brings you to realization that Jesus is my greatest hope, my living hope, that he brings the healing that I ultimately need. And then that hope of like, he's with me now. I have the hope in the future of heaven, of being with him and everything being restored, made new. And also with me now in this roller coaster of emotions and heartache and uncertainty. So, yeah, that is, it's redemptive when you look at it that way, rather than just at, this is all pain, this is all disappointment. No, God can do something through that. Amen. And God understands, and as hard as it may be for you to understand, He knows. You know, He sent His Son. Talk about, you know, challenging, difficult, and, you know, the anguish and the pain and all of that. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us, to rescue us from our sin, 
from the punishment that we deserve. And Jesus went to the cross as our perfect, sinless Savior and took our sin upon himself. So he knows you better than you know yourself. And as I said, that might be kind of hard for some to grasp or to realize that, but that is truth uh, from the Word of God. And as a result, you need to have that connection with him. You need to have that relationship with him if you're going to get through something as deep and painful as infertility or a lot of other struggles that we face in life. Just As I said, I, I can't imagine going through the things that happen in life without that connection to the vine, to Jesus Christ. And so it's simple. All you need to do is acknowledge uh, that you're a sinner, you're in need of a Savior, you've broken God's commands, and as a result, you face uh, punishment. The penalty is death. That's the penalty for sin. And yet God made a way. He made it possible for you to be forgiven of your sins through Jesus Christ, going to the cross, shedding his blood for you and for me, and you can invite him into your life today. Acknowledge your sin, repent of it, turn away from it, and turn to Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ. Put your faith in him. There's no effort or striving or works necessary. It's the grace of God through faith. By grace through faith alone is how we are saved. And so if you have questions about that yet, maybe this is brand new, maybe you've heard that a lot and it's finally hitting home for you, I want you to reach out to me at the email address that I gave earlier, the Plumline Radio at Gmail. Dot com And we'll get connected. I will go over that more with you. There's nothing more important than a decision to follow Jesus Christ. The Plumline Radio at gmail.com. P-L-U-M-B. The Plumline Radio at gmail.com. My thanks to Kelly and Jen. Kelly Ramsey, Jen Hesse, Waiting in Hope Ministries for being with me. And we're going to continue with more on this subject of infertility from a biblical worldview on the next edition of The Plumline So I hope you'll join me then. We'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.